Hello everybody, welcome back to Dark, Dangerous, and Deadly. I'm your host, Bridget M. And with me today again is my husband, Albert. Hey, how's it going everybody? So, last week we spoke about uh, the 27,000 acres that were purchased in Guyana, right? I believe so. So, we're going to wrap things up today and get to uh, the more interesting things. So... Are you ready? Yeah. Let's go. So, in 1975, Jim Jones helped elect George Muscone as mayor and Harvey Milk as city supervisor. Now, how do you do that? Well, he had a huge following at the time. So, what he would do is he would go to rallies with his followers and they would campaign for both men. When it came time to vote, all of his followers voted for them. Like, they didn't, they weren't allowed to vote for anybody else. They all had to vote for who he was supporting at the time. Okay. On October 18th of 1976, as a thank you for all their hard work, George Muscone made Jones head of San Francisco Housing Authority. Now, what is the Housing Authority? Well, basically, it would put him in charge of um, managing public housing for minority groups and low-income or poor people. So this not only allowed him to keep good on all of his promises that he made, but it also grew his fan base even bigger. But it wasn't going to last very long. During this time, Marshall Kildoff, which was a reporter for... New West Magazine was working with ex-Temple members on an article detailing alleged abuse at the hands of Jones himself. A few days before the article was written, Jones had actually found out about it and he put up a fight. Um, he kept saying that it was false and just propaganda and trying to get people against him. Um, but nobody cared. And he was trying to like forced them to not publish the article, but that wasn't working. He got into like a conference with like a conference call with the publisher and demanded that they read him the article before it gets published. And they did. They read the article to him. I don't know why. Why would they do such a thing? So they read the article to him and he's like, it's talking about, remember how we talked about, um, the one day that he told everyone to drink the juice and made them all panic thinking that they killed themselves. Yeah. So that's in the article. Like I told you, some people left after that. So those temple members that left after that, they were part of this research that was done. They gave their testimonies against him. And some people talked about like the abuse. Remember how I said they used to like make them fight each other? So they cover all of that in the article. And he knew like, his cover was blown, you know? He was going to be fucked. So, um, so it was August 1st of 1977. Jones and his followers all fled to Guyana. Um, there, it was exactly one day before the article would be published. So this is going to be when many of the followers find out that Jonestown isn't exactly what they thought it was going to be. So 
Jonestown was actually meant for only a small group of people. It wasn't meant for all of these people that were about to come over. So I think there was like, it was built for like maybe 300 people, but there wound up being 900 temple members. people is still a lot of people. Yeah, but you figure feeding 300 people, skipping to feeding 900 people. A third, uh, what, two-thirds more? Yeah. So that became obviously a really big problem pretty quickly. You know, thought about that. Yeah, so, but that's the thing. I don't think he realized the influence that he had on people. And even realizing it, he probably didn't think that many people were dumb enough to follow his ass all the way over there. But they were all dumb. So, I think, like, it was some 200 of those people were actually children. So, those are the only not dumb ones. Because it was their stupid-ass parents that dragged them over there to die. So they had, like, no food. And... (laughs) Sophie wants to be on the podcast again. Yeah, she does. Our our listeners are very aware of Sophie. (laughs) Because she always makes her presence known. (laughs) Just pet her and she'll stop. (laughs) Okay, so... Um, they were starving, basically. They would be eating rice every day, but, like, not even, like, good, clean rice. So these bowls of rice that they had to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner had, like, tiny little, like, beetles in it, and they would have to, like, pick the beetles out. Yeah, and one of the, the members that, like, survived... They said that they would eat the rice with, like, milk in it. I don't know, I guess, to, like, try to get all the nutrients that they possibly can. And they would, like, they would fill it with the milk so that they could see the beetles, like, float to the top, and then they could pick them all out. What, they eat the beetles, too? No, they would discard the beetles. Some of the members said that they would eat the beetles because that would be the only protein that they would get. I would. Right? Oh, I'm sure you would. But, so, all of these people are losing weight because they're not eating. But you know who gained weight? Jim Jim Jones. Jones. He was the only one that gained weight in Jonestown. What do you expect? He's running it. Yeah, you know, when when they show you, like, the pictures of all the dead bodies, which you saw, like, I showed you a bunch of those pictures already, but... One of them is, like, they, like, you know, brought his body out, and they did, like, some, like, shit-ass autopsy right there on the spot, but he is just, like, a big, fat fuck. He really is, and he has, like, this orange stain shit. You know how, like, they they swab the area? Oh. You know what I don't get about that, though? And this is, I know, this is off-topic, but... I don't understand why they use that disinfectant stuff on a dead, dead body. <laughs> you know, also, I know this is this That's is common practice, though. Yeah, but you know, when you get lethal injection, they they use an alcohol swab to clean the area before giving you the needle. That's gonna kill you. What's she mean? What the fuck? He's not dead yet. 
Yeah, but still, what is it? He's going to get an infection and he's going to fucking... I mean, that's just... You're wasting alcohol swabs. And who cares if, like... I mean, come on. Some of these people that get lethal injection, they deserve it. Jim Jones, you got to see the way they stapled him up. I'm going to show you that picture later. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, but they do some, like, shit-ass... All right, we're getting ahead of yeah, ourselves. we're getting off topic, We're getting too. ahead of ourselves, okay? <laughs> so, but, so, Congressman Leo Ryan starts getting, like, all of these calls and messages from family members for all of these people that went over to Jonestown. Because now, remember, the article has just hit. Everyone's reading this article about Jim Jones. So now people are like, all of our family just went over there to Jonestown. What's going on? So they're trying to call their family members. They're not getting a response. Um, there's like, just like a radio thing that they can like radio back and forth from Jonestown to Georgetown. There's people that are stationed in Georgetown. They have like a little house out there. So... The families contact the congressman, and they're like, you know, can you help us? So he gets, like, really involved. He starts doing his own research. He starts, you know, communicating with Jonestown to try to find out what's going on. And they're like, you can't come here. You're not welcomed here and all this stuff. But he's like, fuck that. Like, I'm going to go because I'm a U.S. congressman. And, you know, like... Certain people of authority can do certain things in America. You know, like, if that's like, you know, the president knocking on your door, you have no choice but to answer it because it's the president, you know? And we, I mean, some people have respect for certain people that are in authority. But what he didn't understand was, one, that's not, it's not even like it's a U.S. territory. You're not welcome there. Exactly. And on top of that, Jim Jones owns that property. It's private property. So I don't know how, you know, their laws are or whatever in in Guyana, but I mean if he doesn't want to let you on the property, he doesn't have to. So this starts getting like this is where the pot starts getting turned. You know, like Jim Jones is on edge. And he starts telling all of his temple members, like, you know, that the congressmen and, and all of the people in America, like, they they just want to rip them apart. They don't want them to basically, like, live the way that they want to live. They want to control them. Yeah. And he has them believing that, like, they're going to come in, they're going to, like, take your children. Or trying to scare them? Yeah. <laughs> he also said that, like, uh, like he lied about a lot of things that were going on in America. Like, he, he told them at one point that, like, they were rounding up all of the black people. And, yeah, and basically, like, living, making the black people live on, like, concentration camps and stuff like that. Now, mind you, these people in Jonestown, they had no TV. They had no radio. They had nothing. So the only information that they got from America was through Jim Jones. Now, where is he getting his information? He's making this shit up. He's not actually getting any information. And I mean, he was able to 
listen to a radio or or communicate with people because he was, you know, the boss man. But they all just listened to whatever was coming out of his mouth. No one questioned anything. And if you did, then, you know, you may be beaten. You know, you may be... Um, one guy tried to, like, run away. Like, you know, I told you he's like, huge acres like of land but it's surrounded by forest so he tried to like run into the forest and he has like followers like Jim Jones followers ran after the guy caught him beat the hell out of him and then he has he was like like locked away in his room and not given any food or anything for like three days oh so so he has his own like security detail yeah Pretty much, but this security detail is not new just to Jonestown. When he would walk around, like, any appearances and stuff like that that he did once he became, like, people started knowing who he was, he would walk around, like, with these, like, sunglasses. Like, look, he looks like a knockoff, like the Kmart version of Elvis. So he walked around with these big, dark sunglasses, indoors, outdoors. He was, you know, so cool. But he had a security detail. But these people worshipped him so much that they literally, like, he was like the president. These people would jump in front of a bullet for him in a second. Like People are so gullible. Yeah, they would die for him. So now, the congressman, like I said, he starts getting involved. He decides that he's going to get on a plane with some family members and some ex-members and he's gonna fly over to Jonestown and he's gonna see what it's all about he's going to make Jim Jones allow them to go in there <coughs> allow the family members to see their their members like you know the, the family members, their family that, members that are yeah so they get over to Guyana they fly in, I think, to Georgetown. And they fly on, like, a little two-engine, one of those, like, two-engine planes, like, really tiny little things. They fly in through that way. And, you know, he he calls over to Jim Jones. And he's like, no, you can't. You're not allowed in. You can't come here. So now there's a guy that went with the congressman that his wife just left, left to to go into Jonestown with this guy's daughter. So he just wants to see his daughter, and there's other people, like, they just want to see their family members, whoever it is. So the congressman is, like, on the phone, like, talking. <clears throat> now, Jim Jones Jr., which is his adopted son that I told you about, yeah. And his biological son, they're on a basketball team. So they were in Georgetown when the congressman came. And now Jim Jones wasn't about to let them leave. He was like so against them going like with the basketball team. He was really against it. But the mother was just like, you know, just go ignore daddy because... He's just looking for a reason to keep you here, you know? So it's like she knew that something was going to happen because um, she really wanted them to leave. 
So they go, they're in Georgetown for the basketball tournament, and they're staying in the house that I said, like, that they have in Georgetown. It's like a, like a middle ground, so that whoever comes in and out of Georgetown, well, basically into Georgetown, no one leaves. I mean, no one leaves Jonestown. Um, they, they were there to find out everything that was going on and who, who was coming in and whatever. So when the congressman gets there, he goes to this house that's in Georgetown and he knocks on the door, but the door is wide open. So he just kind of does like a knock and walks in and this like infuriates the woman that is there. Why? Because she felt like he was violating their house. So she immediately gets on like the, the radio and she calls over to Jonestown and she tells Jim Jones, like, you know, he just walks in here. He's, he disrespected the house and blah, blah, blah. So now Jim Jones is pissed and he's like, you tell him that he's not allowed here. So they're going back and forth. There's reporters that are like that came over with the family members. So now they're all trying to like, they're recording everything that's going on. The congressman goes back into the house with permission this time. And while he's trying to talk to the lady, Jones gets on the, on the radio with his son. And he's telling his son, you need to get home now. No more with this basketball. All of you guys need to get back here. Now, is it his... This is his biological son. Biological? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, his son is like, no. We're staying for the basketball tournament. Like, how does it look if we leave? And he's like, I don't care. I want you here. And he's like, freaking out. And the son, he says, like, um, in an interview that they had with him later, he was like, I knew that, like, there was something going on. Like, he was just frantic about trying to get us back home. So... The congressman is talking to the lady, talking to the lady. Finally, they the next day, they're like, all right, fine, you can go in, but it can only be you. And he's like, no. We all came together. We're all going in together. So the guy is like, I can't let you in. And um, so he's like, well, we're going to go in. And... Who the hell if, is he, though? He's like a U.S. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, this is this is like I'm. We're gonna speculate on this later. But you're you're pushing people over the edge. You know what I mean? Like he's already a psychotic man. You're all like we're everyone in the world is aware of this. You know what he's capable of. Well, we know now. No, but I mean, they knew the whole reason that they went there was because they read the the that article in the paper so they know a bunch of stuff that he's done before they know that he's faked a mass suicide before you know they know that he's done all these things why are you gonna keep you know poking the flame you know but they force their way in there he goes over to Jim Jones and Jim Jones he's he's upset but he's cordial like he is not in I guess he's not inviting but the rest of the church members are inviting and he allows them to be inviting you know what I mean like he himself isn't like hospitable but the rest of them are like 
oh yeah, come on, like let's eat. And they have like all this food. And now we know obviously now they did not have a ton of food. But they like had like this whole like buffet laid out. They had like performances planned and the kids like they had like their own little choir and stuff they sang for him and they they all danced they had a big party and it was like yeah so it was really nice and the congressman he um he gets up like to talk like like i said jim jones recorded everything so he gets up on the microphone and he's like, you know, we came here to find out about Jonestown, you know. We'll return to the story in just a second. Let's just take a moment to listen to a word from our sponsor. You know, check on everybody or whatever. And he's like, but from what I can see here, everyone thinks that this is the best thing that ever happened to them. And every single person there, like, just erupts in like applause and yelling and like like yes this is the best thing that ever happened and they're like going crazy and then some guy walks over to one of the cameramen now he didn't know he was a cameraman he thought that he was like i guess like some type of official and he tries to like slip in slip him a note but the note falls on the floor and so he picks it up and he says, oh, here, you drop this. And the guy's confused, but he takes it. And then all of a sudden, this little kid starts screaming, he passed the note, he passed the note. And now, why would you care? Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, so that made people like, they took a step back, like, wait a minute. Why would he be passing a note, first of all, if you weren't here against your will? You would be able to talk to whoever you want. You know, if it's such a great place, why would you be concerned about someone passing a note? So they take the note. They don't mention anything. The guy reads the note in private and it says, please help us get out of Jonestown. And it's signed with like two names on it. So they don't discuss it at that time. They wait, and they they speak to the congressman later in private, but they actually slept there. They slept over in Jonestown. Oh, they're crazy. (laughs) Yeah. But nothing happened. They were fine. They, They were leaving in the morning, and a bunch of people started coming together saying, I want to leave. I want to go with you. Oh, they got the courage. Yes. Yeah. So it was like some, I think it was like some, like, 10, 15 people that wanted to leave. So, Jim Jones is really calm. And you can tell, like, all of the people that survived that day, they were like, you can tell he was pissed. But he kept really calm. And yeah, he was telling he them, was like, gonna happen. you know, you always have a home here. You know, you can come back whenever you want. And I don't know why you want to leave. You know, we're all family. So then screaming starts. And it's because some lady wants to leave. And she's trying to leave with her child. And they're holding the child. They took the child away from her. And there's like a big uproar. 
everyone is like, it's just a bunch of craziness. Like, it got hectic really quick. And so the congressman is like, all right, we need to leave now. Like, we need to just, everyone needs to go. If you're ready to go, let's go. So they start leaving. They start, like, walking out, gathering up all of their stuff. And some guy hops over, like, where, like, the farming area was. He hops over and puts, like, a knife to the congressman's throat and is like, I'm going to kill you. You know, like, you're ruining everything and stuff. And the congressman, like, he stays really calm, but he has, obviously, he has his protection with him as well. So they separate him and the guy or whatever, and they're like, we're fucking leaving now. So they all leave. Some people left their kids behind. Some people had to sign papers allowing Jim Jones right there. Per, um, What do you call it? Like, parental rights? Like, just giving up their kids to him so that they could leave. Why would they do that? Because they're pieces of shit. <laughs> Oh my god. So, so now the guy that slipped the note, this is the thing. His wife had died, and that's why he went to Jonestown. Right? Like he felt like he had nothing else except he had a son with him. So him and his son went to Jonestown. And he left by himself. Why what the hell? Why would he leave his kid? That's that's my point. Like Oh, you dragged your kids over there to this fucking hellhole and then you left them there so that you can leave safely. What a coward. Yeah, seriously. And he survives, by the way. Like I son or No no. The no the son dies. But his piece of shit ass father, he survives. So they go over, right? They they're weed they go onto the tarmac. They make it out of Jonestown. They make it to the tarmac. They're waiting for a second plane because now they have a whole bunch of people, you know? And then they see some members from the People's Temple pulling up. And they pull up in, like, this, like, tractor wagon kind of thing. Like, you know when you go, like, to, like, a hayride and they have, like, that big trailer part that has, like, all the hay bales and everyone sits there? So it's kind of like that. And it's like, imagine like a giant pickup truck, basically. Like a huge flatbed that's a, attached to like, like a truck. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. So a bunch of guys pop out of like the flatbed part with guns. And they just open fire. They just start shooting everybody. The cameraman is still recording when he gets shot. The congressman is shot dead. Um, there's another woman that like works for the congressman. Like a secretary? Yeah, no, I don't know. What, she's not a secretary. She's something else. She's something more important. But they shoot her, and then like they're you know they're just shooting. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's been a long day for the both of us. So they shoot everybody, and then they start going up to each person shooting them point blank this lady was shot like multiple times all over her body like she was shot so bad like in her leg that her bone was sticking out like yes and they shot her point blank range in the head and do you know she survived yes wow yes so 
a whole well, bunch of them died, but that father... God was on her side, that's for sure. Well, somebody was, because shit. And you know, this lady, before they went there, she had the congressman make a copy of his will and all that stuff, and they all did that just in case, because she was like, I knew, like, she just, like, felt that something bad was going to happen going there, because she was that scared of Jim Jones. So this guy that went over there with his son... Wanted to leave. Slip, slip the note. I want to leave. Take me with you, Congressman. Fuck my son. Let him die there. Yeah, he survived. And they interview him. And he's like, I just wasn't thinking clearly. I didn't know what I should do. You're a fucking father. You didn't know you should take your kid with you? That's, a, that's something. Oh, I, I can't even say anything because it pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. I'll say it. Pieces of shit. <laughs> but like, one lady. Well, we'll get to it. But this one, this one mom was fucking awesome. She was like, "Fuck this, I'm out." <laughs> but so she now, had kids too? yeah, she had a baby. So Wait, don't tell me she left her baby. No, she was not playing. She. All right, we're gonna get there. So now back at Jonestown. He's, he calls everyone to the pavilion, right? Now this is like this little like gazebo thing where this, you know, the king has this big throne and he sits on this like elevated seat and everyone just sits around him and he has his little microphone and now this whole day is recorded and you were supposed to listen to it. You're not getting out of it. You're going to listen to it. Never gave it to me. You always have excuses. This shit is sad. It's really sad because you can you can hear the entire day from that point on. So if you you could look it up on, on YouTube or whatever. I don't have a way of like posting it. She's Sophie's hyper right now. She's, she's going to make tons of noise. Sorry, guys. Um, okay, so... He calls everyone to the pavilion, and he announces that the congressman is dead. Once they hear that the congressman is dead, they all start cheering. They're excited about it. They're, like... They're all just, like, partying. And, um... So then he tells them... Like, well, now they're going to be coming for us, you know, because I didn't know that these guys were going to go and kill the congressman. Like, he tries to play it as though he didn't order the congressman to be killed, that it was just family members that were angry that went over and decided to go kill the congressman. Now, we know that that's bullshit because he doesn't let anybody leave the compound at all. So the fact that someone left meant that they had to get his approval to leave. Um, so everyone is like, they already knew what he was talking about when he said, like, you know, you're, they're going to be coming for us. So um, all these people start telling him, like, we're ready, we're ready, meaning like they're ready to die. Um, except for one lady. This one lady... Her name is Christine Miller. So he had says, I'm sorry, he had said 
it, you know, did anybody have anything that they wanted to say? And um, Christine stands up and she's like, you know, I would like to say something. So he's like, yeah, go ahead. So he gives her the microphone and she starts talking. And she's like, basically like, you know, can we, you know, like I'm ready to die and I'm, I'm okay with dying, but can we at least spare the children, you know? And he is like, you know, w would you want these people to come in and, and take the children and torture the children and all this stuff? And she's like, no, of course not. And uh, she's like, I just think that, you know, they have a lot more life to live kind of thing. But he's against it. He thinks that the children should die too. So she says, well, what about Russia? And apparently that was like their next plan. Like if Jonestown didn't work out, they were going to go to Russia. So he's like, oh, you know, we can't. It's too late now. They're going to be coming. You know, they're probably on their way here already. We can't, we can't make it to Russia. So she's trying to like debate with him, you know, like, how about this? How about that? You know, like she's telling him like, you know, I think that we have, we could do a lot more good alive than we can dead. And all these people start like screaming at her, um, telling her that she's just as bad as like the, like the people that are going to come get them and, um, that she's just afraid to die and she's like, I'm not afraid to die. And he's like, no, I know you're not. And she's like, but that's what, you know, like, they're all, like, they all just start attacking her. Well, uh, I have a question. What, what, what's in Russia? Like, what's the difference? Well, he thought that, or he had them believe that Russia would be more accepting of them and the way that they want to live their life and this was like this was the thing and th this is something that I always question about like cults right because someone's in a cult they're not really hurting anybody else like they're in a cult and I mean there's still cults that are active today that have been active for many years um and I don't get why we like or anyone rather attacks cults and like feels the need to like intervene and break them up. I get if they're trying to like hurt other people, but like they didn't like these these guys, they just wanted to be over there in Guyana and eventually they were probably going to kill themselves. Like the, I, I personally believe, and I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me, but I personally believe that the congressman showing up just kind of made it happen faster. Yeah, he, like, provoked. Yeah. And, you know, not that I think that they would not have killed themselves. I think it was getting there quickly. Um, because, like I said, they weren't, they really didn't have much food since so many people went over there. I mean, besides, obviously, Jim Jones. Um... But they were like, they were just working. It was like like prison. They couldn't go home. They couldn't leave. They couldn't do anything. So even if they didn't have a huge mass suicide, eventually people would start killing themselves because it was just like a horrid way to live. But he had them believing that the government was just 
like attacking them for wanting equal rights for the blacks and um, for integrating and, and stuff like that. And he told them that that would be more accepted in Russia. Oh. I don't know where he got this whole idea from or why they thought that that was true. I don't think that that would be true at all, especially during that time period. But that's what he had them believing. So that's why they wanted to go to Russia. I think uh, he was saying that if uh, Georgetown fails, they'll go to Russia. Meaning if it fails, he's going to Russia. Oh, probably. I think it was just his way of just blowing smoke up their ass. I don't, I don't think, though, that... I think he had it in his mind to kill himself for a very long time. And I think he was just too afraid to do it by himself. And I think that's where this whole thing came from. He was looking for other people to do it with him. So... Alright, so now Christine, she kind of just hands off the mic. She realizes that it's not going to go anywhere and that everyone has already made their decisions. So he orders for these guys to bring out the barrel. So they bring out this, I think it's metal, a big metal bin. And it's filled with the cyanide sleeping pill sedative mixture with uh, it wasn't even Kool-Aid it was flavored or something like that and um, they already knew that the kids were going to go first so the moms and the nurses you know how I said like they had like a like a daycare, you know, there was people that took care of the kids. Yeah. So these nurses and the moms held the kids in their arms and then took like little like syringes and dropped the mixture into the into the kids' mouths. And you could hear all of the kids like crying, like they were screaming crying. And while this is going on, the adults are like coming up to the microphone to like thank Jim Jones and um, thank everybody for like you know all living together peacefully and they and they they love everyone and this whole thing it's so sad to like listen to when I heard it the first time it was like really like you know it it fucked me up for a while because you can hear all of the crying from the from the children you can hear adults crying. Um, but then just like the disconnect from reality that these people have where they can, they're walking around these dead, like these babies that are like foaming out the mouth and convulsing on the floor in front of them. And they're walking past them to go over to the microphone to thank Jim Jones. <laughs> it just like, that. it's just really crazy. Like the, I couldn't imagine what that scene must have like been like to experience um so I don't, he's, I don't think they're human beings if they're just gonna sit there and watch that as babies and little kids yeah like, like that's die. these are their moms their moms are holding them giving them this poison 
and watching them foam out the mouth and convulse in their arms and die. Like, you're literally killing your child for no reason. For your blind faith in a person that bleeds and breathes the same way that you do. We'll return to the story in just a second. Let's just take a moment to listen to a word from our sponsor. It just, it really baffles me. It really does. And I think this is where, like, I, my opinion tends to be very opposite of everyone else's. But the first thing that you hear when you bring up this subject, the first thing that people will tell you is, oh, but they were brainwashed. Now, like, you know my whole take on religion. But no matter what religion it is that you follow, you follow it blindly for the most part. You know, when you have that thing where you, you question someone on something about their religion that doesn't really make sense and they immediately attack you for it. But it, for those people, right, if you're a religious person and you believe that Jim Jones brainwashed these people, right, he had, they, were, they were following him blindly... Now let's just say whatever whatever deity it is that you pray to demanded that you kill your child. Would you? Would you kill your child for whatever god or gods it is that you worship? And I think most people would say no, they wouldn't because they love their children. And that's my perspective. You're as, as a mother, and, well, for you as a father, you wouldn't kill your kid. You wouldn't kill your kid for anybody. Like, you would die to protect your child. Absolutely. And this just, the fact that these mothers were able to hold their own children and force their own children to drink poison, and and knowing that this was going to end their child's life forever, you are a piece of shit parent. So when people say, you know, some some people were killed, not everyone committed suicide. The only people that did not commit suicide were those children. Those were the only ones that were killed. True. Everyone else there chose to die. Now this is another thing that you're going to hear. You're going to hear people tell you, no, people were shot. But this is where they get confused at. Because if you actually read what happened, people were shot. But the people that were shot were the people that were on the tarmac. So when they count the bodies that were killed by gunshot wounds, they're counting those people. Um, so, But everyone else that was actually in Jonestown, they all drank the poison. Um... Except for Jim Jones. He was the one who was... uh, He was shot in the head. Shot, right? Yeah. Besides him. Yeah, but he was... He had other drugs in his system. So he had like... I think he had a sedative and like a painkiller or something like that. So he put himself to sleep and then someone killed him? Maybe. It could have been like that. I don't know. They didn't say whether he was like asleep or not but I showed you the picture he was like laying down on a pillow then he was sleeping yeah 
but they don't know if he was, I mean, at least I don't know if he was shot and then they laid him down and tucked him in. Because that's what it looked like. It looked like he was laid down and like tucked in. To me, if I was a psycho, I want to go to sleep. Yeah, because he was a coward. He definitely, he saw babies and people dropping, foaming, fucking convulsing, screaming and shit. He didn't want to go through yeah, that. he wants the easy way yeah. out. So. He's like, no, fuck that. I'm not going to be tortured. Just shoot me. Yeah, just pop some sleeping pills. Yeah. Go so, to sleep. Have a good night. So while, Don't wake up. While this whole, you know, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So while this whole thank you thing is going on, he literally is like, come on, people. Let's go. Let's hurry this up. Yeah, he wanted it. Yeah, like he's like, hurry up, die. Like, let's go. This is taking too long. Yeah, before the government comes. Yeah, but they weren't coming. <laughs> like, that was just what he had in his mind. Yeah. You know, eventually, obviously, people were going to go into Jonestown, but because they killed the congressman. But no one would have bothered them after that. The congressman was literally, he was buying that whole idea that it was like this beautiful paradise it wasn't until that guy slipped in the note that he realized that people wanted out so as the as the time is progressing you hear it get a little more quiet eventually you hear the children stop crying then you start hearing less people crying Less people talking. And eventually the tape goes completely silent. And I think that, like, listening to that part and just, I mean, the whole thing as a whole, but listening to the ending where you can hear everything go completely silent was just, like, so sad. Like, I'm not one of those people that get, like, emotional, you know? You always tell me that I'm cold-hearted because I don't cry in emotional movies and things. <laughs> but this thing, I, d I definitely did. I cried when I listened to it. It was really, it was really heartbreaking to listen to. Um, so now they all dropped right there, right where they were. They, some people, um, were holding their family members. You could find, um, you know, like say a, a husband and wife holding their baby together. Most people were laying face down. That means they were standing up. Yeah, but this is the thing. This is what I thought was weird. is because I was looking at all the crime scene photos, right? Which is, a lot of them are very tough to look at. I was looking at the crime scene photos and these people were like, it doesn't look like they just fell forward. It looks like they laid down in, like, with their face. Like, they, they laid that way on purpose. Because they have their arms, like, wrapped around each other. And when you die, like, you're not going to be like this, you know? Like, your arms are kind of going to fall. Well, we don't know that for sure. You don't know exactly how you'll land if you die. Yeah, I mean, maybe they had enough energy to, like, you know, they're slowly dying. They fall, and then they kind of, like, cup their kids. I don't really know, but for the most part, most people were holding each other and stuff like that. 
some people were by themselves and I mean so I showed you the picture and it literally looked like from an aerial view it looks like a garbage dump until you zoom in and you realize that that's not garbage those are dead bodies that are just everywhere they like the military when they went in they described it as a carpet of people it looks because like a it big, was just uh oh uh, it was a a waste oh, what's, what's the thing um yeah like a garbage dump yeah garbage yeah um so when the military went in they were i mean they were just baffled there were like I said, there was just people everywhere. Now, they were out in the sun for, I think it was like three days before the, the military got there. And some people, like, or it's a one guy, he slept through the whole thing. He was an older man. I was about to say, was he older? Yeah, he was an older man. He didn't hear the call to the pavilion. He was sleeping. So when he woke up in the morning, he walked out to everyone dead. Oh, he probably was relieved. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I guess, I not guess that so. everyone was dead, but that he's alive. Yeah, because you knew someone was going to attack you when they when they listened to the podcast and be like, oh, Aubrey said <laughs> that he was probably relieved everyone was dead. <laughs> no, so 33, 33 people actually survived. And this was um, Jones's two sons and the ones that like the basketball team. Um, also, there were people that ran off into the woods. That day or? Yeah. Once he was like, come to the pavilion kind of thing. And everyone oh, and, took off. Huh? And yeah. And that was the one lady that I was talking about that she had the baby. And you're like, please don't tell me she left the baby. Oh, yeah. yeah no. Yeah. So this woman was like, fuck out of here. I'm not dying. Is here. that the woman with the, the husband? As a security guy? Yeah. So the husband was a security guy. And... Oh, shit. Like, fuck him. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah, because he was one of the guys that was like, let's go get to the pavilion. And she was like... She told the... Like, uh, it was like a group of them. I think it was like seven people all together. And they ran. And she was like, keep going. Because my husband is going to know that I'm not there. Like, she ran over and snuck, got her baby. Because remember... Everyone was separate. Women were separate. Kids were separate. And the men were separate. So she ran over, got her baby, and then took off into the woods with a bunch of other people. And she was like, don't stop. Because once my husband realizes that I'm missing, he's going to come looking for us. Hmm. And if he finds us, like she said, if he finds us, he's going to kill us. He would, he would have killed his own wife and his kid because... He's a psycho. Yeah. Because, you know, Jim Jones wanted everyone to kill themselves. And they're like, sure. So, altogether, 909 people died that day in Jonestown. And one-third of those people, which is so it's about 300 of them, were children. That's sad. Yes. Now, Jonestown was actually... The biggest, um, like mass slaughter. Mass, I yeah, you know what? It's like mass death, I guess. 
mass the, suicide? No, not like all right. So it was the most people that died in one area, so a, a mass death, and it held that record until nine eleven, when the twin towers got hit in the Pentagon and stuff. Yeah, so it ranks number two in like the the biggest casualty here in the United States. Well, well, of in the world. Maybe. Not of the world, but I guess of American citizens because they were American citizens. But I'm sure that, you know, I mean, if we went over to Germany, I'm sure that they could probably top that. They <laughs> killed all those Jewish people. So, yeah. So I think they mean um, American citizens. So they interview... I watched an interview with all of the, their, like, not all the survivors, but a good majority of them. And the woman that got away with her, her child, she is just, like, she is awesome. She, I think she became, like, a teacher or something like that. And then, you know, there's other people that, I'm like, why did you survive? Like, the guy that left his son there to die. That, like, I just really want to punch him in the face. When he was talking, and he's, like, he's talking as if, like, he's a victim, you know? He's like, yeah. And this is the one that left his kid, right? Yeah. I wasn't thinking, you know, I regret that day. I'm like, yeah, you should have. You should have drank the damn (laughs) Kool-Aid. Fucking asshole. So now... I'm going to include this one thing, so it's going to be like a bonus episode. Um, But there was a letter, an anonymous letter that was left, uh, and the military found it when they got there. And the letter is like the saddest thing you will ever read. Um, So I'm going to do like a little bonus episode of that. But when they went to go and get like all the bodies... When they obviously that's when they found this letter, but the bodies were like bloated and kind of like darkened, I guess. What because in a few days, I'm assuming, yeah, because it was three days in the sun. Oh, so that must have stink. Oh, yeah, and they went over like you know, like those that sprayer thing that we use to like kill the weeds. Yes, okay, so they have one of those, but like they all have one. And they went over with, like, some type of, like, spray and sprayed all of the bodies to, like, try to kill, like, all the bacteria and stuff that was growing. Because, you know, when you die, everything comes out, you know? You shit yourself. You pee on yourself. It just comes out everywhere. Yeah, your muscles relax. Yes. So, there was just bloated defecated grossness everywhere and now it's weird because jim jones got an autopsy now there's obviously there's a lot of people there but he got the autopsy and they like dragged him from where he was in the pavilion they drag him to like this like it's like this little like boardwalk area they do some like shitty job cutting him up and shit and then they like sew him up together but the funny thing is that 
there's like this big conspiracy because they show pictures of that exact area. Now, obviously, the people are dead, so they're not moving. Nothing is moving. One picture, he's not laying there. And then another picture, you see the same exact area, but you see Jim Jones laying there. And people were like, oh, what happened? I don't know why he's laying there. Maybe he didn't really die. Oh, he died. No one was going to cover for his ass. <laughs> he wasn't important to anybody else except for the people of Jonestown. But yeah, so it was like this big, like, you know, conspiracy theory around that whole thing. But it was stupid. So, um, it took, I think it took them four trips back and forth. To get all of the bodies out. And if you see the pictures, it's just rows and rows and rows of coffins. They should have just cremated them all. Some of them were cremated. Um, but it would have cost too much money. I don't know. It was like this whole Cremation? big thing. It was all about money. That's what it was all about. So they didn't want to just throw them all together and set them on fire. Obviously, you know, each do it person, one at a time. Yeah, so each person would have need to, needed to be done separately. But if that was to happen, they wouldn't have been able to identify some of the bodies because some of them didn't have identification. They needed family to identify them. And, you know, there's still, even to this day, some people are still not identified. Oh, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. So when you go... Oh, I took a picture of them. Slap it on a jar. You didn't want to. Now, there's this is not something that people like normally talk about, but I've only learned this from all the podcasts that I listen to. So when you die, mm-hmm. right, it's called lividity, and it's where the blood pools in your body, pull, pulling towards the gravity. So if you die face first, like into the ground, all of the blood is going to pool on that side of you. So it's going to turn all of that black. black. Yeah. So, I, I mean, that's it. why uh, <laughs> I'm sure you have. <laughs> but, um, so, but that's why, like, they didn't want to take pictures of these people. Because, like I said, most of them were face down. So if you, like, if you go, there's, like, tons of pictures that probably shouldn't even be on the internet. But you can see some of these people, and it's just really scary. I mean, because from the front, most of them look black. I mean, some of them are black, but the white ones are even black. So, it's just gross. Like, they're literally, like, white, or, like, actually, they're kind of, like, brown because they were outside for so long. So, like, brown on one side and super black on the other from the lividity but some of these people were able to be sent home some people were buried there but they have like this big memorial thing and I think I showed you a picture of it where it has like all the names it's like these big plates so what they did was they dug all the way down as far as they as they could go and they put casket on top of casket in like these three columns and then covered that area 
with huge marble like slabs and the slabs have all of the names of everyone that is buried in there and it's like a little memorial thing and you can go visit it that's pretty cool yeah um now a few years ago the son jim jones jr and jim jones's other son that i don't even know his name um they went back to jonestown as like i guess like closing the chapter of their life you know and now jim jones jr actually brought his two sons with him and so um they go there and while they're there they like they're like sifting through like the rubble there's n- there's nothing left like they just let it like the guyana just let it all just rot to the ground so they found like um tons of different things like stuff that they used to use in the school and all of that but they actually found the vat that had all of the poison in it but it was like a really emotional trip for them like as they were pulling in they both started just they just both broke down they were both crying they were very emotional um well, they're, they should be lucky yeah they're lucky yeah and it was because of their mom because remember because the mom was like just go go you know go do the basketball thing and jim jones had called over and was like no come back like right now and that's because he wanted his kids to die too so i mean at least you know he didn't only want everyone else's kids to die he he wanted his kids to die too now he had an asian daughter that he adopted she died um she was one of the ones that died over there and, um, she was the only one, right? Yes, I believe so. Um, now there was conflicting reports about the wife. Um, I've read a few articles that said that she drank the poison, but she also had a gunshot wound to the head. So I don't know if she drank the poison and she wasn't dying fast enough, so she just shot herself. But they do think that it was either her or one of his like security detail guys that shot him because she used to wear like a stethoscope around her neck all the time and I don't know if I mentioned this before but she used to wear it around because he was obviously he was very sick and he was just getting sicker and sicker so she would constantly like check his vitals but when they found his body they actually found the stethoscope next to his body and that's something that she never took off unless uh Unless she didn't she, need it anymore. Exactly. She so did what she, she needed must, to do. And she was there. Like, a lot of people believe that she was there when he died. Now, whether or not she was the one that pulled the trigger, no one obviously knows. But she was definitely there when he died. Which is probably why he looks like he was tucked in with the pillow and he had a little blanket on him. Because, you know, that's her husband. And even though he was crazy, she loved him. So... She tucked him in one last time before she went into their house. And that's where she decided to kill herself in their home. So, yeah, that's the story of Jonestown. What do you think of it? Pretty sick. I'm never going over there. Well, you can't. I wouldn't want to. 
Yeah, because there's nothing left. They just let it rot to the ground. Good. So if you see the pictures of what it looked like before and what it looks like now, it's just all forest again. Like there's nothing left. None of the houses, none of the farmlands, nothing. Everything is gone. Like it never existed. And that's crazy because this is just, it's a part of history that regardless of if it's good history or bad history, it's history and not one part of it exists anymore except for the people that survived. And one day they won't even be here. It's sad. So many children died because of their stupid ass parents that believed that this man was like fucking God. He's He would compare himself to Jesus. <laughs> yeah. He was such a holy man. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Remember, you can um, find me now on Instagram and on Facebook. Make sure you give a comment. Let me know what you thought of the of the episode. We have some big things coming up this month, so make sure that you stay tuned. Thank you so much, everyone. Have a good day.